And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And I apologize, but we are uh, missing uh, my lovely co-host, Alexia. But we have an incredible stand-in. Welcome to the show, Tom Hazelton. How you doing, brother? Great to be here. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, you don't look quite as pretty, but you, that's a nice-looking ja- uh, suit. What are we? Three-piece suits. What is it? Jacket. Well, I'm you know, jacket. it's a double-breasted uh, vest, but I'll, I'll, it looks let, good, dude. I'll let Alexia take that title for me. Yeah, you look sharp. I, you walk in, I was like, dang, I like it. I'm looking good. Uh, awesome show today. Why? Because we've got Chelsea Hope back again. Oh, that's not why. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I'm really pumped about today because this is a topic that is massive. Uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um We've had three three revolutions in, in the past, and we're gonna, we're going to get into it. But but uh, I, I will say this: Chelsea's done an incredible job in the past, and I've been we, we've especially the last couple weeks we've we've been preparing for the show, and I've been watching and, and reading everything I can on the fourth industrial revolution. And I will tell you, uh, what Chelsea has put together is honestly absolutely powerful. Uh, when I went through her presentation, you know, yesterday, and we were going through it, I was like, wow. Like, of everything I saw, this is probably one of the most comprehensive breakdowns of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And it's all straight from the World Economic Forum's website. Uh, She did a phenomenal job. So if you're not familiar with the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or if you are, uh, buckle up. Because not only are we going to talk about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, we're going to talk again about what's going on in Utah and why Utah is tied into this stuff. It's like, you cannot make this crap up. Mm -mm. Nope. (laughs) So buckle your seatbelts, but before we get started, uh, please make sure you're following us on uh, wearethepeople.org. That's our website. You can go there, subscribe. Uh, we have found YouTube has been absolutely just messing with all of our stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it has been insane what they're doing, but it, they're, we're still, they're still putting most of it on there. They only took off uh, the China video so far. China. Which, and if you haven't seen the China video, you go to Rumble. That yes. one was epic. Uh, so go to the website. We have everything there. Uh, you can also follow us on Rumble. Uh, we are the people UT. Uh, the same thing with pod, all the, all the uh, pod being Spotify, all the podcasts. We are the people UT, including Instagram. And Instagram's crushing it. I think we're at 23K. And we are waking up Utah to smart cities. You guys are rolling. You're hitting yes. the tipping point. Yeah, to the corruption of Cox. I mean, it's crazy. Like people are like, people are figuring stuff out. Pretty exciting. So make sure you're following us there. Also, Twitter, we are, we are the UT. And uh, this, this show is uh, brought to us by Silverhawk Enterprises. And if you saw the, video, the uh, show with uh, Trent Staggs, that was also uh, brought to us by Silverhawk Enterprises. And if you want to know about Silverhawk Enterprises, well, we happen to have the man, the myth, the legend right here. Tom, tell us quickly about uh, Silverhawk. Well, Silverhawk, uh, we're a luxury home builder in Utah. And... Uh, Look, we, uh, we do some of the best product for some of the best people. Our, uh, our clientele, uh, awesome people. They're uh, uh, people that lead in this, uh, in this state here, uh, which, is, which is nice and, and good for us because we get to learn a lot from our clients. You know, there's a, a lot of intelligent people that we build for and, and uh, partner up with, and uh, we're excited about uh, <clears throat> just bringing our, uh, bringing our product to Utah and putting people in homes. And, and for us, it's, uh, it's one of those things that allows us, the, again, the freedom to – be creative and uh, also to uh, talk to people about things that are, that are important. You know, when I talk about things that are important, it's, it's uh, shipping and receiving, it's uh, jobs. I mean, thousands of jobs are created on each one of the homes that we build. 
And, uh, you know, you talk about the fourth industrial revolution today where uh, you've got, you know, robots and AI and things like that that are starting to be really pushed to the forefront. You know, that makes us a little bit nervous because you've got people that, uh, you know, plan on feeding their families. And that's uh, we're a big part of that. Uh, at least uh, <clears throat> we're the catalyst that, uh, that makes that role. So I think that's important there to, you know, to understand and see that. But, uh, you know, with Silverhawk, hey, we're, uh, we're just one guy trying to, trying to make, thing, uh, make things work and, and uh, you know, help people settle into their houses. And, and really, you know, for us, it's, it's, again, it's bigger than that. Yeah, well, I appreciate you. And, again, if you ever see their homes, they're, like, the best of the best in the state by Thank far. You. But uh, and he's and and I love people who hey when they're successful they say you know what we're going to invest in this country invest in our future and we need more people to think that way so God bless you and appreciate you yes sir patriotic housing get out of that Cox Rockefeller affordable housing let's go <laughs> all right and we have a new special th- to announce boom our new energy drink uh, Patriot powder. And this happens to be red pill watermelon flavored. There we go. Boom. Red pill watermelon. Red pill. So, I love it. Yeah. So anyways, it's awesome. We're huge. My wife and I are obviously huge in the bodybuilding and uh, we know all the stems and uh, we've, we've used a lot of stuff. So when we found this uh, company, we're like, holy cow, we love this. And we and on the show, we said we will only do stuff that we absolutely believe in. We've had a lot of people bring stuff to us and, and there's some good good companies out there, but this is one we loved, and so we said, "Hey, let's private, let's have a partnership with you." And they said, "Let's go." So, anyways, you can order it on our website, and it's a great way to help support the cause. Help us take down the deep state, whether it's by buying energy drinks or supporting our partners. But uh, let's freaking go, and let's have a shot. Nothing of, wrong uh, with a red pill. Boom! With some red pill watermelon, and let's freaking go. All right, so fourth industrial revolution. How about that? Start off with a shot. Um, honestly, we are we are on the brink of amazing times. Like this, when you, like this is awesome. What you're going to hear about because it's not all bad. Like the fourth industrial revolution has some phenomenal things about it. Like the world is about to change. When you think about each revolution, we've had the steam engine, electricity, and then the internet. How much each of those changed the world. The fourth industrial revolution is going to change the world more than anything combined. Yeah. And I think we're going to see some incredible things. And, and Chelsea's going to get into that. But with that, what we need to be asking is what are the, uh, what's the other side of that story? And the other side of that story is absolutely straight terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and again, we're going to get into Utah's role in that. So without further ado, Chelsea, we have a lot to cover today. And mm-hmm. honestly... Buckle in. Um, if you, Again, this is a show you want to watch because she's going to break it down, and then at the end we're getting into how Utah's involved with this and how involved they are. Yes. Let's, mm-hmm. kick, let, let's, let's do it. Okay. So, Chelsea, you're up. Awesome. So, fourth industrial revolution, and Utah is ground zero, so we'll get into that at the end. But um, just a few quotes straight from their website kind of explaining what the fourth industrial and, and revolution can I, is. Can I just throw this in there? So yeah. the, the whole term fourth industrial revolution actually came the first, it was introduced by uh, Klaus Schwab, mm-hmm. who I'm sure you're going to get into back in 2016. So when you hear it, the, the guy who wrote the book on it is the, you know, basically the founder, founder of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. So the reason she's quoting what we're going to see a lot from the World Economic Forum is we're going straight to the horse's mouth. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the first, second, and third 
industrial revolutions, right? And we've got the fourth. It represents a fundamental change, and this is according to the World Economic Forum, in the way we live, work, and relate to one another. It is a new chapter in human development enabled by extraordinary technology advances commensurate with those of the first, second, and third industrial revolutions. These advances are merging the physical, digital, and biological worlds in ways that create both huge promise and potential. So we've got the nanotechnology, the biotechnology, and the, um, what's the other one? can't think of the other one right now. Uh, but basically all the technologies are merging together with the physical and biological world. Um, so there's a lot of things that the fourth industrial revolution kind of covers, and we're going to kind of do a bird's eye, high, high level view of all of that. And we might have to get into some more of that in other episodes, go deeper. But, um, one of the first thing obviously is we've got robotics and artificial intelligence, um, they are moving this to basically every industry. We're seeing robotics kind of, one of the things is it's taking over a lot of jobs. That's one of the things that people are a little bit nervous of. And the education. So we're also seeing it in the school system. They're pushing the kids towards this, this kind of career path, basically, and into the digital world. Obviously, the smart cities are going to be connected to this. And we've talked about the smart cities and how everything is connected to the Internet of Things. Now, what they're doing, and, and you've probably heard, you know, Mark Zuckerberg with Metaverse and um, all these, you know, Google, all these augmented realities that they're talking about, virtual reality. They have these sensors um, where basically you put these sensors on, it connects you to this virtual reality, and it's as if... You, you feel physically the same sensations. It's as if I could it's, it's, it's reach insane. out, touch Tom, and feel it. He'd feel it in virtual reality. What were you going to yeah. say, Jason? No, it's, in, it's, it's, actually, it's actually awesome, right? It is cool. It it's is, really it cool. It is absolutely awesome and amazing. It's like stuff that you'd see like in the, in the movies. But mm -hmm. it's like that's actually absolutely about to happen, where you actually have an avatar. Yeah. Everything like sci-fi that we've seen in the movies, it's, it's, it's here, basically. It's coming, but it's here. Last night, I was, <clears throat> I was talking with uh, my daughter's boyfriend, and he was, he was talking to us about the new Apple IR. And, uh, you know, we were looking at it and seeing what the reality is. And, you know, then you can, you know, you can put a movie on or whatever it is you're watching. And then, and then what background or what part of the world do you want to be in? You want to be in a forest? You want to be at the beach? Mm -hmm. And it allows you to feel like you're there. Um, one of the early shows, if you remember from the 90s, Demolition Man, Sylvester Stallone. Remember they had that augmented reality they'd put on their IR. Back then it was like, yeah, as if that's going to happen. Oh, it's, and we're here. Yeah. 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 We're here. <laughs> so we've got the sensors and all these wearable devices that plug into this. Um, next comes the biology, and we'll kind of get into the genetic and biology part of this in the second half. But um, we've, we've got the brain trip, obviously, a lot. Most people have heard of the Neuralink with Elon Musk, um, but the brain chip that inserts into the brain, um, and then that computer connects to the internet of everything so that people themselves are connected to the internet. Yeah, that's where it gets transhumanism. Mm -hmm. And we've got, and there's two parts of the transhumanism, so we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of you know downloading information. They're talking about uploading memories to the cloud. Um, so basically you're connected to the, you're part of the internet. Um, and then obviously that melds into the virtual, digital, augmented mixed reality and the transhumanism movement. Um, so just a couple more quotes. Fourth Industrial Revolution is being driven by a staggering range of new technologies that are blurring the boundaries between people, the internet, and the physical world. It's a convergence of the digital, physical, and biological spheres. It's a transformation in the way we live, work, and relate to one another. In the coming years, basically, it's going to change what it means to be human. 
That's a scary thought. Yeah. That is, yes. Um, it's technology is getting increasingly personal. Computers are moving from our desks to our laps to our pockets. Soon they'll be integrated into our clothing. Um, and by 2025, 10% of people are expected to be wearing clothes connected to the internet. And the first implantable mobile phone is expected to be sold. So basically, um, you connect to the internet. It's, it's as if it's all built in, right? Your mobile phones, your devices, it is all built into you, into right. your brain. So instead of you, you needing an external device to connect the internet, mm-hmm. that you become yeah. connected. All I think it's is, I think is call crazy. Jason and it makes a phone call to him and he can think to answer on the yeah. other end and we're talking. So, you know, the part that, the part that worries me about that is we already forget enough of what we need to do on a daily basis. Number one, how to communicate with people directly instead of sending texts, emails, snapping like my kids do whatever it is right mm-hmm. all this is going to do is again take that human element out of things yeah mm-hmm. if you don't have that connection with people that's a problem yeah. yeah yeah and that's more and more where they're pushing us is they want us and we've talked about this with the smart you know or the 15 minute city is when in 2024 they want to start doing the climate lockdowns and when we're locked down into our 15 minute city or well, we'll be allowed to visit people virtually and i think that's the thing that people need to keep in mind when they think about the fourth industrial revolution is yeah. is okay in a completely free society it's scary anyways but but what happens in the hands of tyrants yes. in the hands of the people like the world economic forum you know who who pushed the lockdowns that's where this thing yeah. gets and absolutely terrifying and we'll listen to noah harari yeah. talk about what their plans are with this in just a minute okay. uh blurring our understanding basically blurring the lines between the physical and digital world so i mean we're <laughs> So um, first part of this, just a couple quick examples of some of the, you know, sensors. And we've got the, obviously, the Google Glasses and stuff that people are seeing, but they've got the contact now as well. Um, So you can kind of see they are, they're setting it up right now as a um, kind of a copy of the physical world into digital, digital assets or, or rooms or the world. Digital twins. Yep. Digital twin. That's exactly what it is. Um, and if, but they are building, like we talked about, whole virtual museums and basically world to visit in virtual reality. So um, this is this is the contact. So it's and this is it's not like you it, it's not like normal virtual reality where you go to a whole different place. It's it's this virtual reality you can see through reality, right? So this is like your lens. You're seeing okay. See this this contact is the lens. lens. So it's the contact mm-hmm. lens, and it's. I mean, like I say, there's some parts that are like, how epic would this be? Mm-hmm. And then this there's is, the flip side. Yeah, this is already here. So um, and you notice, one of the things I want to point out is you notice that they all have their ID, right? You know who these people are. Mm. We're t- we've talked about the digital ID, so keep that in mind. Okay. It's so, a trip, right? <laughs> so the World Economic Forum has come out with, they've come out with a new one, the 10 technologies, but the, I haven't read that paper yet. So this was the seven technologies built into the fourth industrial revolution. This is just some of them. Um, so the flexible neural electronics, so uh, the brain machine interfaces or BMIs. And so basically um, this is where uh, you connect to machines and, con- and you can control it with your thoughts. So like the robotic arms that connect to the neural link that you've seen where people can move it with... So this is talking about that. And human AI interfacing. And so this, we'll talk about this more in just a minute, but this is where we get to the whole, almost telepathic, but like brain-to-brain communication. 
all I can say is you're thinking about this, just think about the number of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Honestly, that's what it is. You cannot buy your trade without it. You can't buy yourself. Well, and they do that's have. That is exactly what this is. Yeah. And they've got the Amazon One. People already have their hands chipped in Sweden, um, which it's basically their digital ID wallet. And uh, they're scanning. They're using their hand to scan to pay already in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, they've brought it to California. So it, it's coming. Well, what happens when, you know, when you got a wallet and you walk down a dark alley, what do they do? They, they beat you up and they take your wallet. Yeah. So what happens if that's in your hand? Yeah, oh, right. What do well, they take then? Yeah. And that's, we'll that's get well, into... Well, the, 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 the real threat will not be, like, thugs and gangs. It, the, real, the, the only th- fear you will have is the, those in power. Yeah. Right. They, I'm they, just they, saying, if somebody wanted access to the <clears throat> store and immediate access, and all you got to do is scan your hand or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that's a, a lesser thought. Yes, of course, looking at a higher level, the control that can come from above. Yeah. Right. Well, and it'll get worse, too. I'll show you a clip what is, in a minute. What is this with the monkey here? Okay, so this is the, uh, basically, they've they've put the uh, Neuralink in. So you can see he's using a little controller, right, to uh-huh. move um, the the ball to hit the orange, the square that pops up orange. Um, and then they show you in a second here. So he's doing it with his mind. So this is all con- connected to his brain activity. Um, but you can see that they've disconnected the cord. So he's he's doing it out of habit with his hand, but they've disconnected it. So he's actually controlling it with his brain. And I don't know why this is stopped. It's not working. Okay, there we go. So um, I'm going to play a clip. Um, This guy, he spends 70% of his time traveling the globe looking at new technology. Um, He's the, I'm not sure what the captain means, but they call him the captain of the founder space. And they're rated by Forbes as the number one accelerator for overseas startups for Silicon Valley. So he's very involved in integrating a lot of uh, technology. He's got over 50 partners in 22 countries. And he gave a TED Talk. Uh, This is almost 20 minutes long, so I've cut out quite a bit of it. But I do want to play part of that for you guys. Um, He talks about this emerging technology and kind of the the dangers that he sees with it. Okay, so really quick, because I did cut out quite a bit of this. It starts, just so you can see here, he does talk about how they are reading dreams. And so this is kind of where I've cut that part out of the video, but that's kind of where he started. Um, they're using um, scanning and brain monitoring to basically get an image and text of what you're dreaming. So they're already being like recording dreams um, and memories. So we'll start kind of where he leaves off on that. Okay. Scientists have done experiments with rats, and they have chips in the rat's brain. And what they did was they taught a rat how to do certain things. And when the rat did all these complex things, it could get food. Now, it took the rat weeks to learn that. Weeks. But then they hooked the rat's brain uh, chip to the internet. And they had another rat in another city. And instantly, they connected those two rats' brains. And do you know what happened? The other rat knew how to get the food right away. It didn't have to learn anything. The knowledge was transferred from one brain of a living animal to another brain. That is amazing. That opens up a world of possibilities. Because if they can do that in rats today, imagine 10 years from now what they can do in humans. And we will go there. 
So, mind-to-mind -mind communication. This is something of science fiction that we all read about. But this is actually possible today, as I just showed you. So there will come a point where if we have a chip in our brain, and, and you out there have a chip in your brain, we can communicate. We can communicate without talking. We can communicate when you're halfway around the world. And we can exchange knowledge. So, if you look at a world where we have these chips that are connected to the internet, all of a sudden, every piece of information on the internet becomes accessible to our minds. Now, when we look back at today, and we have to go to Baidu or Google and type it in, that will seem so primitive. Nobody will do that. You will just think, what knowledge do I need? And it will appear there for you to use. But it gets even weirder, stranger. Because we will not only be able to transfer knowledge, but we will be able to transfer memories. Now, so you could have an experience like skydiving, and all of a sudden you could transfer that experience to a friend. And all of a sudden they have experienced what you have experienced. It gets even weirder. Because we will be living our lives as our lives. We know our lives and our memories. But you will all of a sudden have access to anybody's life who wants to make it available to you. People will put open source their lives so others can download pieces of their lives and experience those things. That will be really strange. We won't know the difference between our own memory and a memory we acquired from someone else. Think about that. I'm thinking about it, trust me. <laughs> so, you, all of us, are here learning at SEEBS, right? Getting EMBAs and MBAs. Well, this will be obsolete, because SEEBS will literally be in the cloud. And you will just download from all the best minds in the world whatever you need to know, when you need to know it. So right now, we have these clunky VR units that we have to put on. But in the future, you can just download a whole environment and actually live in it. And all of you might think, this is not real. But do you know every night when you dream, those dreams are real. No matter how fantastic your dreams are, they are real. You feel like you're really there. Our brains have that capability already built in. All it takes is the technology to stimulate and, and, and transfer the right images in our brain so our brain creates them and then we will live like the difference between us dreaming and reality will be blurred. We recreate the experience including the sensations, the physical sensations. It gets so strange because our senses now, we have our five senses of our body. But suddenly, if we are connected to a world of intelligent machines, and intelligent sensors all over. We will no longer have five senses. We will have access to hundreds of sensory input. Infrared, right? All these UV, all these different types of senses that we never even experienced before. No longer will we and our consciousness be confined to our bodies as an individual. In fact, if you look at us right now as a human being, if I feel pain, if I'm in pain, nobody else can feel the pain I feel. 
If you're in pain, I can't feel your pain. I can feel sorry for you. I can empathize with you, but I cannot feel your pain. But in this world, we will actually be able to feel the emotions of other people. You can actually not just transfer data and sensory information, but emotions. I can actually, I would know your pain, you would know our pain, and human beings would never be alone. So, we will come to a point where we, as gods, like gods, will be creating our own reality. We will be redefining what the human experience is for the first time in history. All of our lives are changed by the internet. Well, we are embarking on a path now where we will become the internet. The internet will be become us. They will be inseparable. It's something we as a society, we as the human race, must think about very, very carefully. Because imagine, people can hack your cell phone now. People can hack your computer. And it can be bad. They can steal your banking information, take all your money. They can steal your identity. But they can't really hurt you. In the future, though, if somebody hacks into your head because it's connected to the internet, they can steal you. They could actually steal you. They can implant memories in your head that you don't have. They could erase memories. They could control you in, in ways that you wouldn't even know you're being controlled. We are on the cusp of this technology that is so powerful and has the potential to so radically transform our lives and our existence, and we have to be very careful about how we do this. We don't want people controlling us. We are going to be making these decisions that lay the groundwork for this technology in our lifetime, and those decisions will affect the rest of humanity more than any decisions we have made in the past. All right, that was, <clears throat> that was lights out. Lights out. And, you know, here, here's, here's my thoughts. As you think about 1984, you know, I hope most of our listeners have read that book. You think about, you know, um, thought crimes, you know, where, they, where people were afraid of being sur sur or the surveillance state. Mm -hmm. But what happens now when you have that person like us who, 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 ha who hold you know, resentment against these tyrants and who, are, who will, will comply at no cost. Exactly. When all of a sudden, not only can they read your thoughts, but they can inflict pain. Yep. You know, one of the things when you read the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Schultzness and he talks about is, he says these prison guards, for fun, for fun, they thought of, that, that became their whole lives is finding ways to inflict the most pain possible. He says, you can't even imagine. Like a normal sane person cannot imagine the, 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 the cruelty that, and, and, the, and the, um, the twisted imaginations of people that, that they came up with to just, just for fun inflict pain on people to get, you know, to get them to comply. Yeah. You give these, these type of tyrants this kind of power over your minds, your thoughts, I mean... It, it, you want to have a, an uprising of, of, a, of, a, of a righteous revolution to stand up against them? This is absolutely terrifying. I don't even know where to begin with this. You know, <laughs> you thought about, you know, you talked about the, uh, uh, you know, pre-thoughts or whatever. You remember the, the movie with Tom oh, Cruise, Minority yeah, Report? Minority Report. And they would, they would put them in jail for something that they hadn't even mm. done right. 10 years in the future. They're saying, hey, this is what's going to happen because we can see this, right? You remember they're moving everything around a screen on a virtual reality. 
this stuff is coming to life. And the thing that, the thing that was interesting as I was reading through some of the slides that you sent, um, you know, with uh, chat GPT, and what happens is you got one AI <clears throat> that learns it and immediately ships it out to 10,000 others, like they were talking about the rat here. Yeah. Okay, so whatever the rat knows, all they got to do is download that, and it's an, it's an immediate learning curve that's just, it's there. And so these guys, um, you know, if that's what a human is, look, I have my experiences, and that's what makes me me. Yeah. Can you imagine if everyone had my same experience and I had your same experiences? It, it dehumanizes That's us. exactly it. I want to talk to you because I want to get a little yeah. glimpse of Jason, a little glimpse of Chelsea. How can you become something, in my opinion, that is so desensitized with having so much sensory that it, it dehumanizes who you are? And, and to me, honestly, this is playing God. It's playing God. And it actually, it's, it's the matrix. And, and at what point are you just sitting there? You're plugged into your, your home and your apartment in your smart city, and everything's just happening virtual. Everything just becomes a, you live virtually in your avatar. This blows my mind. Yeah. Well, and we're, we're supposed to learn and, and grow. And what happens, you know, we're seeing a lot of, you know, mm. they want to call it misinformation, but fake science and all this. What happens when that is the only source That's of exactly information we right. can download? When you go back to where we were with the Dark Ages, where the church and the state are one, and if you question them, you're a heretic and you're yeah. burned to the stake. What happens when this is the truth and anyone who thinks out of line, they know the minute you're thinking out of line, you're a, you're a threat to them and boom, they're turning you off. Yeah. And then at that point, wow. how do you even know what you're thinking anymore is real? Who's in control? Who's uh, in charge? So again, this is, this is, these are conversations and this is what's crazy. This stuff's moving forward and you're, we're going to get to it in Utah here in a little bit. Yeah. But this stuff's being pushed forward right now and, and, and we the people... Most of us have no idea what's at our doorstep. Yeah. And, and most people are, are, there is no conversations being had because this is, your, this is your world, this is your country. These are unelected bureaucrats who are creating with corporations a, a new world, a brave new world. Brave new and, world. And, you, and most of us have no idea what's coming. Mm -hmm. And if we don't stay, and, and if you have a problem with it, the time to stop it is now. So let's go back to you. Right. And it does make me really quickly, it makes me think about, because we were talking about um, how you can cause emotions and pain for others. It makes me think about how in Revelations, how it talks about in the last days, when there's going to be conflict and suffering on this earth that the earth has never known. It, it won't compare to the Holocaust, and we will never know again. And in those days, people will wish that they could die, and they will not be able to. Oh, wow. This is what I think yeah, of. Yeah, you think of this in the hands of Hitler or Stalin or Mao. I yeah. mean, it's like, because again, tyrants, yeah. there, is, there is a real evil out there that loves to see people yeah. and children suffer. Yes. And, th and this will give them, and, and there are sick, twisted minds that will say, how, how much is it made, how... How much suffering is truly possible yes. that we've never been able to tap into? It's, let me bring this back to, uh, you know, Bible times, Noah. Noah. Why, yep. did, why did God flood the earth? Yeah, because the violence and wickedness. Well, it wasn't just that. People had certain control. They thought they were better and smarter than God. Yeah. They were an advanced civilization. I mean, you look at the Egyptians and what they did with pyramids. I mean, it's one of the eight wonders of the world, the Pyramid of Giza. How did they put that thing together so, so eloquently? Yeah. Not even a sixteenth of an inch out. But anyway, these civilizations were so advanced, and uh, they basically said, hey, God, we don't need you. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's, he's talking about and, and that's, becoming God. And that's what we're talking about here. When you start to take that element out of, out of uh, what, what we're, our very essence, our very creation is for, you know, that's why, uh, look, I'm, I'm glad that I believe in God. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> okay. Wild. Yeah. Let's go. Pretty All crazy, right? What's right? Next? Yeah. Um, this is just a, oh, I don't know why that's not working. 
that's okay. We'll move on. Um, okay, so this is the digital twin. I've shown this before, but um, it's like we it's like we saw in the beginning, right? Everything um, is a, a basically a digital virtual copy of the physical world, and this is what they're using to create um, this augmented reality. And just so you're all aware, uh, this is UDOT, so Utah Department of Transportation. So, so the last slide she had is World Economic Forums talking about yeah. the, uh, digital twin cities. Mm -hmm. Again, everything the, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, these globalists who you'll own nothing, be happy. Boom, you go to what they want to do, and then boom, come to Utah. Yeah. Here we are, so like we, mimicking. This, this, what you're looking at right now is UDOT. Yeah. UDOT, mm -hmm. Literally implementing yeah. the World Economic Forum strategy. Yeah. Without your permission. Without your or permission. Or your consent or knowledge. Yeah. So uh, this really quickly is just a quick um, shot I took of just them developing um, this virtual reality and creating these digital twins of, you know, your cities, the apartments, the museums, um, kind of them just putting this together. You can kind of see how they're coming along with this. So they are. So this is when you, again, as, as you're watching this, the whole idea with the digital twin cities is you will be in your 15 minute city. Mm -hmm. You'll only be allowed to leave a certain amount of times a year. And, but when you want to travel, you'll go home into your room, you'll plug into your virtual reality and you will travel virtually. And that's what these twin cities are. And it's already being set up. This is not hypothetically, I mean, this like UDOT, Utah is already working on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the World Economic Forum, look how real this looks. <laughs> Uh, the World Economic Forum is the pusher of the 15-minute city as well. And for those of you who haven't watched, we do have one here. You can go watch that episode, but it's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, so this is just an example. They're already talking about the Holocaust Museum virtual reality exhibit, um, and people are already visiting it. Now, where we talked about before, where they can put fake information and it's so easy to change things, this worries me that they'll rewrite history if yeah. the wrong people get their hands on it. You know, and the fact of the matter is just, you know, for our listeners and viewers, you're going to, you're going to run into most people, most people who are, who are going to, will embrace the fourth industrial revolution yeah. with, with arms wide open, say, yes, this is exciting. This it's is fun. cool. This is fun. Most of humanity is going to want this. Um, but I will also tell you, most of humanity did not have a problem with Hitler, right. with Stalin, with Mao, until it was too late. Right. So don't coming. expect this. Don't expect the masses to rise up against this, and or expect when you have conversations with the masses for them to see a problem here, because most people are absolutely asleep, and and, and they're not. And that's human human nature. They're not going to look for the problem. Those who are running around warning people what Hitler were up to were were, were the conspiracy theorists. Yes, that's although although it's all right here in yeah. writing. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite shows from I don't know early two thousand was uh, iRobot. Oh, it's solid, right? <laughs> right, and you remember. Uh, Will Smith played a, uh, a detective in that, and he's got a, a bionic arm on one of them. But uh, basically to his grandmother, he says, look, these guys are going to take over. Do not trust these robots. And then when they all were signaled by the head robot to then go in and do whatever it was that they were commanded, right, for nefarious reasons, Will Smith comes in and he says, you know, somehow the words I told you so just don't mean enough. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we so got here? So this is just continuing World Economic Forum white paper on the seven technologies I was talking about. So these are some of the wearable sensors. I've talked about this before, but they are down to the plants, right? So they're doing a virtual copy scan of everything. And all of these sensors are going to be integrated with your sensors um, that, that your wearable devices or devices that have been, you know, surgically implanted. Um, so they're going to use nature as a way to surveil as well. It will be everywhere. 
Um, this is, okay, so this is through ARUP. Uh, this is the Cities Alive, and this is one of their white papers on the LED lighting. Um, so just from this, the potential opportunities for smart lighting systems are enormous. Smart lighting could be integrated with other city systems such as traffic management or have the capability to gather data on user behavior and status of the city. Uh, it focuses on the interdependence between the social development and lighting infrastructure. Uh, so here they, they talk about using LED lighting and the capabilities with it to combat antisocial behavior. And right now, think about what we're seeing, even just in the school system, if you're not you know, pro-pronouns or pro-getting your kid hormone replacement therapy or reassignment surgery, you're antisocial, right? right? That, that's where they're going think, with yes, that. Yes, think ESG. Mm -hmm. think, think China, the social credit system in China. I mean, China has like been kind of like the, the forerunner for, for social credit score, and that is nothing yeah. compared to what is coming. Right. So, so many people don't understand this. Like you said earlier, that you know, they're going to embrace it. And, and again, I think that we can't, we can't necessarily say technology can't advance. It always will. Mm -hmm. Right. But how do you do it? And how do people, how, how are they awake enough? I was talking to a family member uh, just yesterday and, uh, and they said, Hey, look, I don't really care about any of this stuff. And I said, you will. Yeah. When your social <laughs> yeah. credit score mm -hmm. is not enough for you to go out and shop, dine, play, travel, eat, whatever it may be. Mark I said, you'll beast. start caring then. Yeah. Yeah. So wake up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well said. Um, and then how they can use the LED lighting, it says right here, um, affect and nudge people towards certain desired behaviors can be developed. So there's actually quite a bit of, uh, they have these puke rays. It's certain, certain LED yeah. colors that um, like the military uses, but it can cause all sorts of head problems and uh, wow. lots of stuff. Immobilize people. Yeah, the LED lighting and the 5G is really, and one of the things that you have to realize with the, you know, the, the surveillance and all this infrastructure that they're using is there's, they're installing systems that you don't have to swap them up for the upgrades, right? They're easily digitally, you can upload the new version. It's easily upgraded. Um, so just be aware of that. You know, we're, we're creatures of frequency and, yeah. uh, and, and the technology, the science is so advanced now that they understand the frequencies that we operate on for happiness, sadness, and if, like you said, puke rays. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it fascinates me that they can do this, but, but yeah, that's all it is. We're, we're creatures that operate on, on frequencies of, of yeah. different things. When our chemicals are off, frequencies are down or up or whatever it may be. So, yeah, they can, there's a lot of control these guys can put forth. You know, and while we're going through this, you know, she's obviously you're seeing the World Economic Forum. You know, again, this is something you should feel comfortable sharing with your friends. The World Economic Forum is not a, it, it is a real organization. Mm -hmm. We have, we had this, the House Majority Leader on our show. Mm -hmm. That came up recently. You can see that with Mike Schultz. Uh, I mean, we've had, you know, we've got um, Marlo Oaks. Marlo Oaks. Yeah. We had him on that. You, you'll be able to watch that show. That was one of our recent shows. No, these are real issues. Our politicians are aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, Ken Ivory. Ken Ivory. Our, our reps know about this. This is not theory. This is all over our yeah. governor's websites, all over UDOTs, all over, you know, this. This is a real organization, and it is a and it is a group of globalists who are saying this is the new, the the brave new world that we envision. Yeah. And then you've got states, i.e., like Utah, saying, "Sign us up; we'll we'll help lead the charge." Yeah, 
Yeah, and we're going to listen to Noah in a minute. And yeah. just, um, I don't have it on here, but I have shown it before. In 2013, our state legislature wrote a resolution rejecting the United Nations Agenda, Agenda 21 for its yep. potential for abuse. And the World Economic Forum uses the um, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, to push advance this agenda. So they're... They're hand in hand. Um, here you can see the World Economic Forum, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to Noah in a minute here. But and this is one of the things that they they pretty up the language. They put in these, um, you know, for for our advancement or for the betterment. Or and when you take out those words and read it, just the meat of it, like I've underlined here, it, it sends a very different message. Mm-hmm. So if we take the collective responsibility for the changes underway and shape new narratives. We can embark on restructuring our economic, social, and political systems to take full advantage of emerging technologies. And then over on the right, they talk again midway down about a true global civilization. Yeah. So, even in the uh, even in the Communist Manifesto, it says for the greater good. Yes. So you take that out, and then what happens? And you know what's interesting is, do you remember during COVID, how many people and leaders in our own state said that very term? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So uh, we're going to listen to Noah Harari. This is Klaus Schwab's number one, the World Economic Forum. Natural selection is replaced by intelligent design. The era of inorganic life is now beginning. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design. They can make better decisions on your behalf than you can. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. You don't have any answer in the Bible what to do when humans are no longer useful to the economy. You need completely new ideologies, completely new religions, And they are likely to emerge from Silicon Valley or from Bangalore and not from uh, uh, the Middle East. And they are likely to to give people visions based on technology. Everything that the old religions promised, uh, happiness and justice and even eternal life, but here on earth with the help of technology and not after death with the help of some supernatural being. So we may be facing, in the 21st century, a completely new kind of inequality, which we have never seen before in human history. On the one hand, the emergence of a new upgraded elite of superhumans, enhanced by bioengineering and brain-computer interfaces and things like that. And on the other hand, a new massive useless class, a class that has no military or economic usefulness, and therefore also no political power. Again, I think that the biggest question, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more uh, boredom, and what to do with them, and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. What does a world look like when it is dominated by super-intelligent but non-conscious algorithms? 
How exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized, everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. People could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over. This ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it and understand people better than they understand themselves. For the first time in history, it's possible to completely eliminate privacy. Mm. I mean, dictators always dreamt about completely eliminating privacy, monitoring everybody all the time and knowing everything you do and not just everything you do, but even everything you, you think and everything you feel. Whether it's a tyrant in ancient Greece or whether it's Stalin, they always dreamt about it. They could never do it because it was technically impossible. Now it's possible. Big battle over what we today call privacy will be between privacy and health. Do you give access to what is happening inside your body and brain in exchange for far better healthcare? My guess is that health will win, hands down. People will give up their privacy in exchange for healthcare, and maybe in many places they won't have a choice. I mean, they won't even get insurance if they are unwilling to give access to what is happening inside their bodies. The word freedom simply has no meaning in the life sciences of today. These algorithms, these biochemical algorithms that make up an organism are not free. There is no such thing as freedom. Earth will be populated or even dominated by entities that are not organic, that they don't breathe, they don't have emotions. Like the, the potential of AI is much, much bigger than any historical revolution. It's really a biological revolution. So I'm just going to say this, because we have a lot to cover here. And that was, I mean, we could talk about that for 
that that could be a whole show. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say this. I think anyone who watches that, this is like prophetic stuff. This is this is end times terrifying stuff. But the fact of the matter is, and we and we we've got still a lot to cover. But I just want you, those our, our viewers to just to realize we are going to win this battle. But it is going to be because of people like you sharing this with people and, and an uprising, a, tr- a true awakening, not just an awakening, but a, an awakening of people standing up and saying no, getting a hold of their state reps, getting hold of of legislators, getting hold of their friends, and and putting a wall around this state and saying, none of this business is coming in our state. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we're going to start. And we will win, but it's not going to win. We're not going to win because we sit idly and say, oh, shoot, we're screwed. Well, let's just sit back and wait for God to save us. No, God expects us to do our part. And our part is to shut this crap down. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, uh, <clears throat> that's mind blowing. There's a lot of things I've seen in my life, but that looks like it's uh, Hitler reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, if, and if he were alive today, who would he be? He would be uh, Uhari. Was that his first name? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, advisor, Noah Harari. Uh, uh, advisor to uh, Klaus Schwab, World right. Economic mm-hmm. Forum, you guys. And this guy right there, you, you heard what he said. There will be no free will. Right. When you have no free will, that takes away every component of who you are as a You're human a robot. being. robot. Every single piece. And They're that, literally making us robots. That is, that is frightening. That and, is slavery. And we can't, we can't push this. On a, on a federal level, we have to push this at home Boom. on a state level, and that's, that's right. our focus right here. Mm-hmm. And there are, right there. are a, a, a group of guys that did a, well they said. spent years tracking, um, because they wanted to figure out who this Klaus Schwab guy was, tracking um, his family, and they finally tracked him back to his father had deep ties to the Nazis. Right. So This is freaking fire. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I was thinking, sorry, one thing I was thinking about this when they were, when they were, when he was speaking was, if you remember the Nazis and what Hitler did, Hitler wasn't. It wasn't great at a lot of things, but he was great at speaking and mm-hmm. having those around him who knew what they were doing. Okay, so he'd hire the right guys or put the right guys on his team. But what they were doing is they were taking different chemicals, different poisons, you know, doing experiments on children, if you remember, with vaccines and everything, to then change the mind and the will of the people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what this is. And that's what propaganda is. That's exactly this what this is. is. Like- 10x. Yeah. This is insane. Uh, guys, the, the things that they're telling us right now... They, uh, Tyrants don't come out and tell you their game plan. They don't that's tell you what they're doing. They pretty it up insane. and they tell you that it is for your safety. We have seen it over and over and over throughout history, and we are hearing a lot of these things are either for convenience or for our safety. You remember, uh, is it uh, Thomas Jefferson? What is it? You know it. What, what is the, the safety what is the quote? quote? Oh, those who give up a little safety for temporary. Those who give up freedom oh, yeah. for, sem- for temporary for safety. Safety. We'll deserve lose. neither. Deserve, yeah. Deserve, we'll right, we'll that's right. I couldn't remember right, it, it, but yeah. It. But basically, it, that's it. That's that's me in a nutshell. Look, yeah. you, I would rather have uh, uh, dangerous freedom than uh, yep. th- than slavery. Yes, that's right. Okay, exactly. let me live free. Amen. Okay, so moving forward, another one of the, again, white uh, papers from World Economic Forum, their um, technologies for healthcare and mental health is another big one. They have this whole augmented reality for mental health, and we'll get into that in a whole other episode with mental health, but that's pretty scary too with the kids. Um, but this is for healthcare, and you can see here they've made a digital pill, and the FDA has approved it. And so, what happens, and I didn't play a video just for the sake of time, but you guys can go look this up. It has a sensor in it um, and you wear this patch and you take it and when it mixes with stomach acid, it sends a, a ping, a electric signal to the patch and the patch sends a signal to the iPhone. The iPhone then alerts um, your doctor. <laughs> and uh, I just want to play a super short clip. It's like 30 seconds. 
of a World Economic Forum meeting here about what they have to say. It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, it sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. compliance. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. These guys are all about wrong compliance. for the medical industrial complex? <laughs> I mean, look at what happened with the vaccine, right? And the force that came with that. So um, That was just a beta test. You know, the, the beta test. So you talk about COVID, right, and what happened? Well, their beta test woke up more than they thought it did. Oh, they was a yeah. massive success. I think it was a, a backfire for them and a win for God. Yeah. Uh, I th also think they were shocked at how compliant the people were, how much control they had. I actually think that that was some of the stuff I read is that they were actually surprised how compliant the people were. I mean, it's pretty crazy when you had like 7-Eleven, people working at 7-Eleven, you know, 21-year-old people all of a sudden acting like complete tyrant over you know, anyone who came What are you in. talking about? It was the 14-year-olds. 14-year-olds all of a sudden some have Some 14-year-old like person power. telling me to do my thing. But, you know, we talked, I've talked about this before on your show is the level of compliance in the state of Utah Yeah. because of culture, okay? Mm -hmm. We're a nice Which has been manipulated. People. Yes, it has been manipulated, but that's the thing about all of this is that, and that's why, in my opinion, that Utah becomes ground zero. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so... Oh, this is interesting. Zero trust. Let's yeah, go. so the next thing they're going to implement, this is called the zero trust policy, and it's for our safety. So obviously, all of the concerns are coming up with data privacy, Right. And what's going to happen is they're, they're actually working on right now, and they're talking about it in Utah right now, too. And we're trying to be make sure that legislators are very careful about the way that they word this bill because they're going to kind of trick people into the whole uh, for, our, our, for your privacy. Basically, you, have, you get to decide who you share your data with, except there has to be some kind, somebody regulating it because – because of uh, of cyber threats, right? Cybersecurity or AI could hack something as or AI, you. Uh -huh. And so, how do we know it's or you? Or terror threats. So, yes. how do we know that it's you? And yes. to protect your privacy and your data, um, they're basically going to come in with this zero trust policy that will end up going to the government. So, um, you can yeah, see here. This is crazy stuff. This is for state and local governments. Uh, simply put, Zero Trust is a modern approach to cybersecurity that assumes every network is hostile and every request for access should be from a malicious source. Zero tr Trust begins with identity. So basically, you're going to have to prove who you are and everything about you. Uh, you know, are you vaccinated? To make sure, to make sure it's safe? not AI saying it's you, we have to assume you're malicious. For so your we protection. Have to, for, so how, how do we make sure? That, how do you well, prove it if everyone has your same exact thoughts and feelings? Well, this is what we're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Transhumanism. Yeah, transhumanism. So this is what's coming, and this goes along with um, HB 470, the mandatory pilot program. Again, the pilot program's uh, digital ID that was forced on us this last session with all on the blockchain. By, by the way, can we, can we, I'm going to, I got to hit that because we put out a lot of stuff about, you know, smart cities, and everyone says as soon as they have digital ID, we're screwed. A digital ID mixed, mm -hmm. mixed with digital currency, we're screwed. Well, Utah, we have digital ID. Yes. It is, and, and they tried to pass it last legislative session. We had tons of people show up and say, oh, hell no. Yeah. And so how did they get it passed? Pilot program. Oh, Mr. Cox, we're just going to do a pilot program. Mm -hmm. we, don't need we don't need law pass for it. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a pilot. So they have a pilot program right here in Utah. Digital ID is here. Yeah, which again is how they pass during choice voting. And then they just keep 
extending the sunset date. So, That's right. keep so going. we don't need to let legislator. We're just going to do a pilot program. That's the way our governor works. And by the way, yeah. yes, we focus on Utah, but but this is the only way we're going to save this country. Is like Tom said, is winning our backyard. So if you're not in Utah, what you should be doing is exactly what Chelsea, Jen, and some and and some of these organizations. You've got to dig in your backyard, figure yeah. out what's happening in your backyard, and start taking your territory back. So yeah. while we folks in Utah, this is the model. Yeah. Like I don't care what state you're in, like figure out what your state's doing and start taking your territory right. back. And when we go over the bills and stuff, look for the same wording and bills in your Yeah, because this state. is not just Utah. Utah just happens to be the poster child yes. for these globalists to yeah. take the charge. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and here you can see our zero trust with zero expectations. All right, let's freaking go. Let's I know it's go. been I know this is a long show. We are breaking two. We if 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 this is the end of the first show and you, that's all you see, make sure you watch the next show on Utah because that's really where we got to get hit. The street is on our backyard and winning that. So yeah. let's let's go. 